1: He's involved in a number of businesses.
2: He's a great role model. Telling it like it is, giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
3: Well, it's Monday, and this is Cats at Night. John Katsimatidis here, the number one show on uh, on Monday and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and <laughs> Thursdays and Fridays at 5 o'clock, and we have a great show for you today, and And, look, excuse us. We have a little bit of good times while we deliver the news and deliver what the heck is going on in our city. We have a common-sense Democrat here. We have Judge Richard Weinberg, a common-sense Republican, and we have first deputy mayor, used to be deputy mayor, Rudy Washington, maybe related to George. We don't know yet. I keep telling you I am. And on (laughs) my extreme left, we have former congressman Anthony Weiner, who may run for congress again maybe against De blasio you never know what's going to happen i'm yeah. so mad right.
4: at him what a great idea, idea. What a oh. great idea. Oh. we don't,
2: we don't That's know breaking news. we don't
3: know but we got you know anthony weiner here that we don't know if he's middle left or whatever moderate but we'll find out and we'll let our audience vote and Lydia
1: Serrani, my sidekick. you had a good weekend, Lydia. I did sir. and but that news that the subway shooting was uh, really rattled me and just it was disturbing It was horrible. Why did they shoot that guy? Well, the police have now released a person of interest. His name is Andrew Abdullah and he has 19 arrests and I reached out to a source of mine in the NYPD and he was recently
3: I want to ask uh, the assembly up there. I want to ask the state Senate cousins and the assembly hasty. And ask uh, everybody in Albany: At what point, after 19 arrests, mm-hmm. do you lock up this guy, and he's not welcome in the civilized uh, world? At what point? You know, I just wait. Wanna- well, I want to hear from Anthony. You lock him up after, and I'm only talking about violent crimes. They steal a, 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 a thing of uh, bread because they're hungry. I don't give a damn. But violent crimes. At what point? It used to be three strikes and you're out.
0: Yeah, well, I guess say – 10, 20, 30? I, I, look, I, I believe you got to lock up the guy who's stealing the stuff off the shelves also. I mean you walk down 14th Street in my neighborhood and you have people who basically steal from the CVS, steal from the target, and then sell it on the street corner. So I don't think it's an either or. But there's no doubt about no, I'm it. I'm talking we're, about violent crime. I, I hear you. I hear you. The, the, the problem with the, thir- the three-strike thing is it became widely abused and we went to this period where we were locking up too many people. But I think right now w- the pendulum for reform has swung all the way into the – area of we're not safe right now, right? And safe. what's going on is going hey, on. And at just to be point, fair, let me ask it. you, yeah. I, 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 but
3: what, at what point does the CEO of Goldman Sachs or the CEO of Deloitte and Tuesday, they both lost valuable people, at what point do they say, well, if they're not going to do anything the heck in New York, I'm going to move half my crew someplace else?
0: Well, that's the problem that we have already. I mean, I guess I was on the the, the train with my son heading heading into Brooklyn. And suddenly everyone gets up and like a crush tries to flee the train because there was an an emotionally disturbed guy at the end of the train. We didn't move. We're New Yorkers, whatever, a lot of tourists on there. But that is starting to seep into the sensibility of everyone. I heard someone earlier on 77 WABC talk about just a man on the street saying no one's going to come down the subways anymore if you have this problem. And then you really have a problem that business leaders are going to want to leave. But all that being said, look, we have to do kind of what we did when Rudy Washington and Rudy Giuliani were there. And I'm not a big fan of Rudy Giuliani, and I think that there are concerns about that administration. But the combination of hire more cops, like we did with Safe Streets, Safe Cities, start to arrest more people, which is something Eric Adams is doing. Arrests were up in the last quarter. And I think you're right. I think that some of the ways that th- there is, you know, uh, I, I have heard, I, I have heard point Judge you, Weinberg. Here, let me just finish my thought. Yeah, I'm going to say can. something nice about Judge Weinberg, and then it'll be the last time I say, I say anything nice Ever. for the whole hour. Ever. <laughs> But Judge Weinberg, I've heard him say that under all circumstances, whatever you think of bail reform, and I do believe that it's not fair that someone doesn't have money can't leave on bail if, I, if they've, I they've I been some I don't disagree, but, but if it's a violent crime,
4: but, they but, shouldn't. But, Wait a minute, he's about to say something nice about, about
0: so You keep interrupting me before I say something nice about Richard Weinberg, guess, because you can't believe it's going to happen. But there are <laughs> judges of all sorts who are dealing with criminal matters. If they believe that putting someone out even for a week or two while they're waiting an arrangement, and, and sometimes it's years... Pose a risk to the community. They should have the authority, and they should have the authority to say this person is unsafe. Hold that person. I have a question question
1: for for Anthony Weiner. So this suspect, Andrew Abdella, he's only 25 years old. He's got 19 charges under his belt already. The most recent one, April 24, 2022, for grand larceny. He was also busted. Oh, cops found an illegal gun on him in 2020. Should this guy be out on the street? Well, Should I, don't, be allowed I don't know to who this guy trade? is, and I'm a little bit concerned. He's concer- got three I, open cases against him. I hear you.
0: Him. I'm a little bit concerned about saying any one particular guy. Let's just, let's take the guy's name off it just in case it's not him. But let's assume it's someone like that. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem with bail. That's a problem with your judges.
2: No, so that's, no. that's the point that's I was going to true. make. The judges judge- don't have the authority, Anthony. That's the problem. No, no, we're not talking about bail now. All right. If you give the authority back to the judges... These people would be there's held.
4: a there's a do not hold in list of crimes you cannot no, no, hold on the bail.
0: I know I understand, but I'm not talking about it now. I'm Talking Janine, about this, this person. We got
4: had... Janine Pirro calling in,
3: and <laughs> these are miracles. She's going to be on. Uh, she's going to be on Fox Business and WABC at the same time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that is a miracle. Oh, okay, I understand. She's on your five o'clock. I understand
3: Janine Pirro's on the line. Put let's put Janine Pirro on. and We'll continue this conversation. With us today at a five o'clock show tonight is Janine Pirro and. Janine, what the heck are you upset about this today? I mean, I know we, we've been talking all weekend. What, tell us about what's going on.
5: Well, I I have to tell you, John, I don't like being, you know, this frustrated with what's going on. But, I, you know, there's a reason 80 percent of the country thinks we're going in the wrong direction. Not everybody's wrong. This guy, Joe Biden, has lost his – he's flipped his lid long ago, which is why he hit in the basement. It didn't campaign when he ran for president, but I I digress on that one. Here's the thing. He says he's now bringing in baby formula. Okay, he's bringing in 70,000 pounds. Big frigging deal. That will take care of a certain select number of babies for one week. The truth is his administration knew about this last October. The FDA dragged its butt. They didn't go to the Abbott factory. They, they said, oh, well, we'll get to the factory in December. Meanwhile, two babies had died. Two were in the hospital. And then they said, well, in January, we'll get there. So between October and January, the government knew about it, did nothing till January, finally said, let's close this in February. Now, they closed it February 17th so that they wouldn't be making baby formula. And they say to the Abbott factory, you're shut down. All right, so they shut down the baby formula. Then the CDC comes in, the CDC says there's absolutely no correlation between the illnesses to these infants and the illness to the babies who died. and uh, um, And it's got nothing to do with this plant. You think the Biden administration from March on would have done something? No. And two weeks ago, when we asked, Biden said, what do you think? I'm a mind reader. This guy is so clueless, so inept. So incompetent, so uncaring that he doesn't say to his people, or his people say to him, "Look, we're going to have a baby formula but Janine
3: No, Janine. This has happened in every department. The Homeland Security. We got millions of people coming through the Texas border, uh, and, and nobody knows oh. what's going on. Who is giving orders to, to? Who is giving the order to Homeland Security? Or Homeland Security is giving the order to the the border control agents? Don't enforce anything. Just let them come in. Who's doing
5: Who's giving the order, Janine? Well, apparently it's coming from the White House. and let the, You know, the, 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 the federal judge who put a hold, he wants to throw out Title 42, obviously, meaning that they, they can't return some people for health, public health reasons. He wants everybody to come in. But here's the thing I said. You let 234,000 people in in the month of April alone. You don't even test these people. You don't test them for COVID. You don't do anything. They have a right to refuse a vaccine. But you know what? You put our Border Patrol in danger. They're getting COVID. There's a loss of morale. They're doing nothing but changing diapers and taking care of kids. All right? In the meantime, we've got men between the ages of 18 and 45. You watch these lines as people come through. They're coming in. As far as I'm concerned, we will get another three-quarters of a million before August. How many people can we take? Look, you know what? A lot of people work through June without taking a penny. You know why? Because we pay so much in taxes. I'm sick of it. Everyone's
3: sick and, of it. And, Janine, this morning, this morning, President Biden, in, 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 while well, in Japan, says that we're going to protect Taiwan. Oh, and oh already God. his people are walking back the statement a little bit.
5: He says, oh, yeah, we'll get involved militarily in Taiwan if China invades. You dumb person. Let me tell you something. You watched Ukraine. You watched children, women being raped, families separated, the takedown of a sovereign nation. And you do nothing but dither. You should have given them the weapons in October. I'm sure Obame blamed blame Trump for that. I mean, that's what they always do. You should have given them. How about, John, I got a brilliant idea. How about all those weapons you left to the Taliban in Afghanistan? How about you give those weapons to the Ukrainians so they can defend their homes and themselves? What they did, what Russia and Putin did, and now he says, oh, I'll get involved militarily in Taiwan, whether they walk it back or not. The man is incompetent. He's inept. If anyone should have the 25th Amendment applied to them, it is Joe Biden.
3: And one more, Janine. Uh, uh, Sunday morning, 11.45, or Saturday morning, 11.45, Sunday, that Goldman Sachs kid, they shot him in the chest. And, you know, at what point, is what point Goldman Sachs going to say enough is enough, let's move half our people out?
5: You know what? I'll tell you what. If you cannot provide safety to people who are paying enormous amounts in taxes, then you know what, you have an obligation to your employees, to your fellow citizens to take them out of harm's way. And right now in New York State, everyone is in harm's way. I work in Midtown, I will not walk from uh, uh, Sixth Avenue to Fifth Avenue. I'm afraid to go out there for good reason. You take some whack job and don't give me this, oh they're mentally ill, I don't give a damn what they are. They have a gun and they're killing. And then Denise, two days ago... You
3: were, you were a judge. At what point, at what point do you put these guys put in jail and throw away the key?
5: Not while you've got Hochul for governor. Not while you've got Alvin well, Bragg for district attorney. Not when you've got Eric Adams for mayor. Eric Adams ought to put up or shut up. I'm sick and tired. Well, of Well, let me tell you something. I think both the governor and the mayor...
3: Is the prisoner of the state assembly and the state senate because they're holding both of them for, as prisoners
5: and they won't approve fixing the bail law? No, let me. No, John, let me tell you where I disagree with you right there. Eric tell Adams me. and the governor being held as prisoners—nonsense. They, if they have my
3: my my opinion, my opinion.
5: Okay, my but opinion. If they had the, I know, but if they had the balls. And the backbone to go to Albany and say, "Let me tell you something, guys. You're not getting anything from New York City. You're not getting anything from New York State. I will not sign another bill until you get rid of cash. This this uh, cashless bail." But they have the, the ability, p- Janine. They have the ability to override the governor's signature. Yeah, I'll tell you, John. Uh, well, then, what about Mayor Eric Adams? He comes back after speaking to Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Carl Heastie. And he starts they're threatening him
3: because they're threatening you know him that they're going to take away school control from
5: them on June 30th. You know what? Whatever you got to do, you do, John. I'm not. I gonna agree. You know I what? agree. Let's
3: I guess. agree. I agree.
5: Dude, have they got to do what they got to do. Figure it out. I agree you know with what? you. And I'm sick and tired of the, the this Morgan Stanley guy who shot a wife that was blue. Someone, please tell the someone in the family Said someone, please tell the mayor. The mayor knows goddamn well what's going on on the yeah. streets of New York. All right. There's not enough cops on the subway. There's not enough cops on the street. There should be get one. There should be a cop in every
3: subway. There should be a cop right. on every subway and every guy and every station.
5: And how about, how about you refund the police department? You took a billion dollars from them while you were doing your social justice dance. You know what? Put it back in. Otherwise, I don't blame any business that leaves in a, uh, leaves New York.
3: She is one tough lady. <laughs> Janine, thank you so much for being on. And you are one tough lady. She has this? to learn to
0: speak her mind. Oh, she's,
3: she's very shy. shy. She hold back. She's very shy.
1: That's she holds back, I mean
3: she's that good. She's on WABC and on <laughs> Fox Business at the same so, time. So, John, fact, it, I, I
1: agreed with your point I, that we were talking about there should be a cop on every platform, but Anthony Weiner is saying that that's not possible. No. Well,
0: we're 38,000 cops figure a third of them are on for each shift. It just doesn't, the math doesn't work out. You can't put them on every corner. But look, I do believe if right now Mayor Adams and the state legislature said we're going to have another safe street, safe cities, we're going to pay a little more in our property taxes or our sales taxes, whatever it is, hire more cops, I'd say definitely do it. I definitely agree. do it.
2: But but the, I mean, and back no, to, I say just Deputy give the authority uh, back
3: to the former judge. Former Deputy Mayor uh, George Washington, uh, not George,
2: Rudy <laughs> Washington, <laughs> possibly r- relative of George. Go ahead, Rudy. No, I say just give the judges back their authority to hold whoever they think is violent or mentally ill. You know, we got plenty of space on Rikers Island. This notion of building 1,000 beds in four boroughs, we it's, had 19,000. No, put, put a criminal in your
3: neighborhood.
4: Where it's one a, of the worst. Anthony, you pub- live downtown? Next, yeah. year, we'll put a, a, a jail next not next to year, a uh, home. It's one of the worst conceivable no, you want to put ideas. It next to the closing houses. down Rikers It's a bad idea. You have fully integrated services. You can clean up the buildings. You can contain the violence. You Put for them- nickels and dimes, not exactly. a lot of money. Yeah. Now, I understand Gordon Chang is on the line. Gordon,
3: uh, at Gordon G Chang, what the heck is going on uh, with President Biden in China?
6: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, (laughs) President Biden Biden today in Tokyo made it very clear that uh, he believes the United States uh, should defend Taiwan and indeed will do so. But immediately after he spoke spoke those words, members of his administration speaking anonymously to the press said that there had been no change in American policy. And they gave explanations for what the president said, which were inconsistent with the president's words. So, John... Uh, Our Constitution gives the president the authority and him alone the authority to make foreign policy. So what we have is not only insubordination, but an attempt to subvert the Constitution. The other way to look at this is that administration officials believe that Biden is unfit to be president and commander in chief. And that's why they're openly contradicting him. But this is not the first time this has happened. It happened in August when Biden said the same words to George Stephanopoulos on ABC News. And it also happened when Biden spoke those words to Anderson Cooper at a CNN town hall in October. Then again, administration officials contradicted the president. This administration is not big enough for what's going on. Either they've got to get rid of the president or they've got to get rid of those who have committed insubordination. The administration is not big enough for both of them,
1: and this is why they don't allow the president to speak unless there's a script in a teleprompter. And Elon Musk made that joke saying, "Whoever's running the teleprompter runs the world." Now, Anthony Weiner, you were kind of rolling your eyes over there. I mean, Look, y- the, the, you can't the, the, say that the country is headed in the right direction. You can't the say the president Biden's is doing standing
0: up strong against the Chinese in what is clearly three dimensional chess. He's now said this three times. Three times his his, his administration officials have not openly. But through back channels kind of said, oh, no, don't worry. It's the same. If you're the Chinese, you're feeling very off balance right now. You're feeling we don't know for sure. We're, you know, uh, you know, these, the, 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 the whole idea that this is not orchestrated. This is the third time. It's clearly the plan of this administration is to keep the Chinese off balance and make it very clear that things have changed, that there's a new sheriff in town. You're, and Joe Biden you, is not going to let the Chinese roll up.
2: Do you think the Chinese are afraid of Joe Biden?
0: Yeah, well, they're certainly off balance. I mean, well, listen. But, all, who, but Anthony, who's who's when, off you,
2: when you say, when you say <laughs> we as the American public have a right to know who our leader is, who's who's making foreign policy? The president. So you're saying uh, what, what Mr. Chang just said paid no mind. No, I'm, uh, I'm
0: saying that that, that what, what Mr. Chang just said, and he's, a, he's an expert. I listen to him all the time. He's a great authority. I'm saying this whole idea that this is not an orchestrated effort well, to keep this question muddled. What? We want... We want the best of both worlds. This is why we've had this this, this kind of weird Gordon, nodding and a winking up to Gordon, now. John,
4: it's, Richard, it's Richard Weinberg. Do you believe that Congressman Weiner is correct in terms of his analysis just now? Because I don't. I think he's dead wrong. <laughs> I think there's no control by, by Biden over what he says, and I think his staff is trying to control him. What say you, Gordon?
6: Yeah. I actually don't think that this is part of a coordinated plan on the part of the president and his subordinates. You know, I wish it were – in a sense, because that would explain what's going on. But this seems to me, and it has the feel of uh, his subordinates trying to subvert the president. And whatever one thinks about what President Biden said, um, this is an unsustainable situation. And the reason why it's unsustainable is because I believe that the Chinese are looking at this and not saying that uh, Biden is being unpredictable, but saying that the administration is in disarray. We can see this from some hints from Chinese officials, what they've been saying, for instance, on Twitter. So I think that um, although I love the idea of unpredictability, Trump used it very well, um, I don't see that right now.
3: Uh, Tony Carbonetti just texted me, by the way, in the New York thing. says the press will listen uh, to uh, uh, Eric Adams before they listen to – he's a national figure now. Uh, before they talk to Hasty or uh, or cousins,
1: he really needs to understand the power behind his voice, and, and if he needs to take a stand against the crime. I mean, we've all we're all in agreement on that, right? This is not a totally. right wing, left totally. wing, independent. We need to get our city safe again. Now you don't
3: have to be a Democrat or Republican. Somebody taught me this. Uh, you know, you know whose fault it is that uh, we got all this crap done. Mm. Wieners. Yep. If he, he, That's exactly if right. he, what did I do wrong? Wait, if he if didn't he screw around, you would have been elected
1: mayor. Exactly, right. and we wouldn't be You're suffering for de Blasio. Yes, well, I'm absolutely. You you for not I am if You
0: getting elected. I, I look. It's very. I'm in recovery. It's very important for me to make amends. I don't know how I'm going to make amends to the city for that, but if it means stopping the Blasio from becoming congressman, maybe I'll do that. Let's go All back.
1: right, let's go. Well, let's don't we, do let's, anything let's bad again because we, let's we can't let's go have, back to China. Gordon Chang. Gordon Chang.
3: This is your. Have I have a minutes. question
1: for him, too. So there is a theory. There's been talk about monkeypox might have been bioengineered. Gordon Chang, have you heard anything?
6: Yeah, I don't think that is indeed the case. I mean, it is a natural disease. I mean, I don't know. And we're going to find out much more. Once you have um, epidemiologists on the trail, eventually we will figure this out. Um, you know, there are not that many cases. Um, but what has happened is, of course, because this is in the wake of COVID-19, um, we are all much more concerned about diseases. And indeed, there are a number of other diseases out there that are of great concern. So, yes, we should, as President Biden said, we should be concerned about this. Um, but I don't think that this was the result of well, engineering. Some people say, but I don't.
2: Mr. I don't Mr. Chang, think this yet. is Rudy Washington. Uh, as you probably know, in Davos this weekend, uh, they uh, Biden, President Biden seated our authority over pandemics to control what happens here in our country. The WHO. Um, The WHO. Um, When you look at now uh, uh, the possibility of another major pandemic and and monkeypox if this thing takes off, we're going to have the head of the WHO who ran interference and covered for China in terms of Wuhan making the call for the United States
6: Yeah, the United States should not be contributing to the World Health Organization. And um, although, uh, you know, you look at the uh, proposed amendments to the international health regulations, I mean, I don't know if we're ceding sovereignty, but I do know we should be not giving any power to Dr. Tedros, who actually, as you correctly point out, he was propagating China's line that COVID-19 was not contagious, when his senior doctors at the World Health Organization knew that it was. And we know that because those doctors, like Maria von Kirchhoff, were actually talking to the public about how this was contagious. So um, the World Health Organization is not something that we should be a part of. We need a global health architecture, but not the one that's in existence right now, because we've got more than a million Americans who have been killed by um, the WHO propagating a narrative that it knew was false.
3: Yes, and they didn't, they, they, they China knew and did not send airplanes to the other parts of China. Mm-hmm. And they continued to send airplanes in the middle of, from Wuhan to New York and to Italy. Mm-hmm. So somebody, somebody knew.
6: That's right. Yes, it's actually even worse than that, uh, John. Because um, Xi Jinping and Chinese officials actually pressured other countries, including the United States, not to impose travel restrictions and quarantines on arrivals from China. When they knew that the disease was highly contagious, they were telling the world it was not, and they were locking down their own country. Horrible. The only conclusion that you can come to is that China deliberately spread the disease beyond its borders, which means that China has murdered more than one million Americans.
3: Gordon G Chang and your Twitter handle is at Gordon Gordon G Chang, and you can get up to date news by tuning into uh, uh, Mr. Chang. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. And we're going to have to be taking a break right now, but uh, I appreciate you telling us what's going on in China. Thank you.
6: Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it. Thank
3: you. And I just got a uh, text. So we're going to go break any second from uh, the former chief of staff to Governor Pataki, and he says, uh, that's Rob Cole, he says the governor uh, has way more control than the legislature, Hershey, can even turn the lights and power off in the Senate and the Assembly chamber if he or she wants to.
1: Wow. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back, and we have... We will have Mike Gonzalez. He worked for the Bush administration, and he now works for the Heritage Foundation. He's going to talk to us about BLM and what's going on at the border. And, and the Hispanic vote. Correct. We'll be
2: A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC.
1: Welcome back to the John Katz Matiti's Cats at Night show on the line for us right now. We have Mike Gonzalez. He is a writer for the Heritage Foundation. He also worked for the Bush administration. He's also an expert when it comes to foreign policy in general. Mike Gonzalez, we were talking amongst ourselves regarding immigration reform. Now, the uh, analysis, 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 yeah, analysis has speculated there will be an electoral bonanza for Democrats if the nation's estimated 11.1 million unauthorized immigrants, three quarters of whom are Hispanics, get the right to vote. The question is, do you think that with all the Hispanics now leaving the Republican Party is the reason why they're allowing the
3: Democratic Party, leaving, leaving the Democratic,
1: Democratic Party. Party, joining the Republican Party or all these people coming across the border kind of a replacement for those Hispanics that are leaving the Democrat Party?
7: You know, it's difficult to predict how uh, the current batch of illegal immigrants will vote if, if they get to stay and they get and they get citizenship. Neither one of those two things are clear. Right. We, don't forget that we still have millions of illegal uh, and illegal immigrant population that it has not been has not been naturalized. Uh, so 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 that is a, a big unknown. I haven't seen the breakdown in the countries. That's really important. I have never believed in a Hispanic vote. I don't understand what that is. I understand the Cuban vote in Miami Dade. And I understand the Puerto Rican vote in Orlando on the I-4 corridor. And I understand the Mexican vote in the Rio Grande Valley, which is very different from the Mexican vote in East L.A. So, so you know, I can talk about how they have gone. And what we have seen in the Rio Grande Valley, for example, has been an enormous shift towards uh, the Republicans and towards conservatism. And Cubans, who have always been conservative, the, the ones in Miami, not the ones in New Jersey, but the ones in Miami, uh, they voted for, Ronald, for, for, for Donald Trump in huge numbers. I hear seventy percent, much more than they voted for Reagan, who was their idol. Uh, so, so, yes, we have seen Democrats, uh, you know, alienate uh, Hispanics because of because of the the cultural Marxism of many uh, of many leftists. Things like calling them Latinx and stuff like that that has just alienated people, turned them off. Uh, and it's not just Hispanics, by the way. It's non-Hispanic whites. A lot of people, a lot of normal people, are looking at this and look at a cat, Somebody at a hearing saying that a man can can get pregnant and have an abortion, and they just say, "Well, this is just this is lost old mooring." I, I can't support progressives like this. So I, I think that you see a lot of this. That is what we're seeing a, a lot of uh, as to how this new batch. I don't know that a new Republican administration is going to let people who came in. Uh, in this manner, stay here. I don't. I don't know. We we have no idea. It's an imponderable.
1: Um, Mike Gonzalez, you've you've written a lot about Black Lives Matter, the organization. Uh, there's now more. Uh, you know, $200,000, what did they give? They gave to an organization that calls Cops Pegs. And then, of course, uh, Patrice Colors, one of the co-founders. She's been under fire for the millions of dollars in real estate, the $6 million property in Studio City. At what point? What about
4: the giveaway to uh, her cronies?
1: Right. Her a million to her baby daddy, 800000 to her brother. It, the list goes on and on and on. At what point are corporations are Americans, or Americans or will they wake up to see that this is kind of a scam at this point?
7: You know, I'm writing something about this right now. In two days, it will be the second anniversary of the uh, the killing, the death of George Floyd. Look, there have been scams. They have, they, I don't care if they're grifters. They have changed the country completely, and not for the better. They continue to be very influential. Patrice Cullors and the others are committed Marxists, fanatical Marxists. If you look at the record, the people who trained them, people like Eric Mann, and Harmony Goldberg, uh, these are com- uh, Marxist theoreticians who understand how you train people into organizing. First small, first you you focus on the local, and then you scale up. And that is really what we saw with BLM uh, from, from, from 2014 on, uh, but especially in 2020. We are a changed country. We, we today uh, see uh, racist trainings at our offices. We're being forced to do things by HR, our kids are being accosted with teachings that really have no place in school. Even the military, sports leagues, the church, every aspect of our life has been changed by BLM. That's the reason I wrote my book, by the way, because the media won't tell you about it, but I will. By the way, this is all in the
2: public record.
0: Mike, it's Anthony Weiner, former member of Congress. It's great to have you on. You you sound like you've got some very interesting ideas. Tell me a little bit about what you think motivates companies like Nike and American Express and others to have advertisements on television that say Black Lives Matter. Do you make a distinction between people who make those statements, who feel those sentiments, and the organization Black Lives Matter? Because a lot of things we've heard that are scandalous are about the organization that collected money. But a lot of people have flags outside their house that say Black Lives Matter and T-shirts and Nike and companies like that. Those companies are smart. They have smart people within them. They obviously believe that this is a, a winning message. Do you make that distinction, or do you think that when, whenever we see Black Lives Matter, we should think of a Marxist organization?
7: Let me let me tell you the distinction that I make. I say Black Lives Matter. You know, Black Lives Matter to me, just as uh, just as they matter to you, Representative Weiner. You know, we. Uh, black, I, I don't have to say all lives matter. I affirm that Black Lives Matter because of the history and everything else. I I think it's important to say. So the concept is unimpeachable. I think it's the organizations, uh, obviously, that, that were founded by these Marxists, uh, not just Marxists, but the fanatical Marxists. Um, but the, even the movement, the the Black so the Black Lives Matter movement is predicated on changing society and the culture deeply. You know, when Alicia Garza says. That And this is a verbatim quote, Congressman, I want to work hard to change the organizing principle of society. She's not kidding. She's not kidding when she talks about power, when she says power is about who gets to make decisions, who, who, who is in charge of the resources. She's been trained to think that way. She's been trained in Marxist-Leninism. Uh, I think that the, the, the people who reacted uh, in horror at, those nine minute, at that nine-minute video— have had their their righteous indignation manipulated, you know. I say Black Lives Matter, but I wouldn't put a sign on my bond because I know this is it, this is twisting into support for a, a, a course of action that is going to change our lives. It, it aims to change. To it aims to dismantle the American way of life and replacing it with something else. And that something else is central planning. That something else is breadlines. That something else is is a lack of freedom. So so I think people's People's real yearning for for uh, for social justice have been manipulated by these very canny people.
1: Mike Gonzalez, thank you so much of the Heritage Foundation. If people want to follow you, where can they do that?
7: Uh, they can buy my book at Amazon, uh, BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. I have everything in there, but so they can follow me on Twitter. They can just come to Heritage.org. Um, I, I have a couple of important pieces coming out this week. Uh, one on the hill, and another one a paper, and I don't know what the other one's going to be. But, but you know, I, I I'm very prolific.
1: So thank you so much, Mike Gonzalez. Out. Again, thank you, thanks, Mike. You can find him on Amazon we're, and anywhere books are sold. We're going
3: to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we have the chairman of the uh, Columbus uh, Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the Italians are mad as heck, and they can't take it anymore. Is the fact that. Uh, they're going to end surveillance of all the Columbus uh, statues in New York City. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to the John Catsimatidis Cats at Night Show, where Anthony Weiner may or may not be Stop running it. for Congress. Stop <laughs> it! Stop <laughs> it! You never know. I think he can win. It.
5: Breaking news! Just we already the got reporters calling you that, up.
1: That's
0: I could not. What? Well, first of all, stop making trouble. Second of all, <laughs> stop making trouble. Third? No, I look that that district. I got to tell you what, what I will say about that district. You know, it runs 14th Street South in Manhattan, and then takes in it takes in over the. You live in the district over there. I happen to live in the district. I happen to have grown up in the district. Putting that aside, and Morton Fran <laughs> still live in the district. My parents still live in the district. But I have to tell you, that district is going to be obviously a very liberal district, right? It's got Greenwich Village. It's got the, the Lower East Side. It's got – that's where, by the way, my great-grandfather, Wolf Wiener, he had a fur shop on the Lower East Side. Anyway, but that district, then goes to the Park Slope, Brooklyn Heights. It's a very, very liberal district. But it does have a little bit abyssal, as we would say, of Borough Park in it. So I see Sim Cafeld is talking about running. I think it's going to be I, – I, again, I don't believe that it's a Bill de Blasio district. He is not popular in his in that kind of the white progressives do not like Who Goza is he Blasio. popular with? You've asked an excellent question. <laughs>
1: According to it's funny, I,
0: it, since since I knew that you would ask that question, I went back and looked the last polling on him, his base was African American voters. It was not white voters, and this is a very white district. Well, well, so I don't think he's gonna uh, do right, that. Let's well go in that to district. the
3: Italians now. We have enough of, let's go
1: to the Italians. We're right on the line with us right now is Angela Vivolo. He's the chairman of the board of the Columbus Citizens Foundation. And uh, I understand, Mr. Vivolo, the, the Italians are mad as hell and they're not going to take it anymore. Tell us what is going on.
8: Well, first of all, I want to thank John for, for having me uh, come on today. Well, you know, unfortunately, uh, the, the city decided, I don't know who decided within the uh, city to uh, take the police away from the uh, Columbus circle. It was been protecting the Columbus statue since, uh, for, for several years. As you know, we, you know, we, we, uh, in 2017, the, the former mayor had a commission wanted to take the statue down and then there's controversy. And, and uh, I, I had made, uh, a, an application to a New York city landmarks commission, but, uh, within a week they turned me down. And fortunately later, I, I made an application to the state and, uh, that, uh, Columbus circle, the, the statue there is, uh, has been, is recorded in the national registry as an historic landmark and in the new york state new york state registry so you know it 's going to be there, but we wanted we wanted to be there and we want it to be sound and unfortunately uh you know a decision was made to take protection away i mean you know i we are support the police and we, we don 't think it had anything to do with the police uh, the police directly in terms of making this decision it had to be someone else within 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 the uh the, Within the government who made this decision to take the, the oh, it's got to uh, be somebody away. in the city, someone in the city. But you know, you know what it is, John. Uh, it, this is more. This is a front, uh, of course. Uh, uh, Ten Americans uh, who are you know strong support the statue of Columbus Day. But the, the other thing that you have to be consider, if this, uh, if there's vandalism there, this is uh, another slap in the face for the city. It, it, it shows that the city is lawless. That there's no one protecting statues. That there's no one protecting the city, and that you know it, it, it's uh, it's it's even more important to have it protected so that there isn't any of this kind of stuff going on. Uh, you know, uh, it's uh it, we look. We support the police. We support the city. We hope that the mayor Adams and his police commissioner understand that God forbid something should happen. That they take immediate action, and there are consequences for anyone who does go and and touch the statue or do any the defacing of it. Judge Weinberg?
4: Angelo, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. You're absolutely correct. It's a big issue for the Italian community, but it's a much bigger issue for the survival of our city. If that statue gets defaced, that becomes a national issue about the lawlessness, the lack of uh, civility in the city, the lack of respect for other cultures and other values. It would be well, awful. The Italian
3: people in the city, which is a significant population, are putting their foot down and I'm 28 percent Italian, uh, and putting their foot down and saying enough is enough. You, you know, somebody better watch out for the Columbus uh, uh, statue. And, and
4: putting it on a camera, John, is not good enough.
1: Anthony Weiner,
0: no. hey, Angelo, uh, I'm a big, a big fan. Is the uh, one guy here with an Italian first name? I'm, uh, I, I want to weigh in. Hey, listen, I I think that not only do you protect the statue, but remember where it is. It's at the yeah. center of a ton of tourists, the center of yeah. another pe- lot of people doing business. When you have a fixed post, one of the things that fixed post does is protect all the people around the statue as well. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, I get that the police commissioner and the mayor and folks are under a lot of pressure to stretch the police department as far as they can to be as many places as possible. But that's not like any other fixed post. It's right there in the middle of town square. So I think also an argument can be made. You've got tourists coming up to it. You can't shake a dead cat with a tourist taking a picture of that statue. They should be protected as well. So uh, I'm with you 100%. I'm, I, I don't have any Italian blood in me, but when I ran in Howard Beach and Ozone Park, I put Tony on all my posters just to try
8: to get the Italian vote. Uh, uh, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. 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 Prince Anthony. Spaghetti Day, An- exactly. Well, Antonio. Well, I, look, I totally agree with everyone on, on the line here, but uh, as I said, uh, Italian-Americans, uh, we support Columbus Day. Court, the statue, and uh, we, we feel that uh, – there must be consequences, immediate consequences, should someone come at that statue. As you said, this, you know, New York is the center of, of the country. I mean, New York City is the number one city in the country. What happens in New York goes across the country and is known. So it's important that we protect that statue, that we, we, we show that uh, this is not a lawless city and that, uh, that this is a city where people can come to. You know, we're, we're missing, and I you know better than I, that we're missing tourism. We're missing people coming back to work because of crime. And, uh, you know, that would be a, a terrible, terrible showing uh, if if uh, the statue is, is some, in some way attacked. And, as I said, immediate action and consequences. Angelo, uh, that should happen.
3: Angelo Vivolo and uh, Columbus uh, uh, Foundation, thank you so much for coming on. And we all stand behind you that this should not happen in the great city of New York and God bless you, and God bless the Italian people, and God bless America. Thank you.
8: thank you so much, John. God bless you all as well, and your listeners. Let's take
3: a break, and when we come back, the economy, one day the market's down 500. Next day it's up 600. Where are we going? Well, one of the smartest guys in the uh, economic community, we have Steve Forbes with us, and and he's going to try to attempt to tell us what the heck is going on.
2: It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats at Night on 77 WABC.
1: Welcome back to the John Katz Matidi's Cats at Night show. Also, the Wiener campaign headquarters. And I'm just joking. Okay, we got Steve. <laughs> this, Ford. Is,
0: this is the poop stirring.
3: No, no. Yeah, we have it, to give, it, hey, <laughs> we're charge Steve... him. Uh, We have a room there that he could use for the arena campaign headquarters, and we're going to charge him a dollar a month.
0: If Richard Weinberg is my campaign manager, we and we have be,
4: be, and be, be working on this station forever. And we haven't killed each other
0: by the end of the campaign. That, that'll be the goal.
1: On the line right now, we have Steve Forbes because we need to know what the heck is going on with inflation, the prices. I was telling everybody before I was on the on the line with my credit card company, I had some fraud charges on it. And the representative, Steve Forbes, told me that she's getting multiple phone calls from people that can't even pay their minimum balance. I mean, this is a scary situation, what is going on in America
9: it is indeed. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we wrote this book, Inflation, with my co-authors, started a year ago because it's clear the government, the Federal Reserve, and this new administration, then new administration, were going to be pursuing policies that were going to put us in an economic crisis. Uh, the Federal Reserve, uh, I think, irresponsibly, grossly irresponsibly printed too much money last year, almost $2 trillion when they knew that this would be inflationary the joe biden administration went on a spending spree and hadn't been for a couple of democratic senators (laughs) like mansion and and cinema uh would have even been worse so this is economic malpractice on an epic scale
3: well you know uh, things are uh, what do you think about the oil crisis don't you think that uh, uh biden joe biden should open up north america
9: that 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 is so simple it it it's you know as we used to say as kids yes and uh, again it shows this administration is taking an inflation that uh, was caused in part by the lockdowns and instead of letting the economy heal make it worse you know better than anyone else john now, if we brought why are we down going to venezuela and iran and russia and opec when we've got the stuff right here at home and in canada
3: well we we're trying we're moving wealth we're moving wealth from North America to Venezuela to Saudi Arabia and we're making them zillionaires again uh, to every, every place else I mean there's no other way you could describe it and if we opened up North America we don't have to raise interest rates and uh the world would be a better place to live.
1: Steve Forbes, President Biden said today, the best thing I can do in addition to try to get the uh, uh, Middle Eastern countries, including uh, OPEC, to raise their production of oil and move along that route is to see to it that we continue to grow our economy. Why not just make the simple choice like what John Katzmatidis has been saying from the beginning? We have the oil here. Why, Why go to Venezuela or OPEC or anyone else?
9: Because uh, that would make too much sense. And uh, the, 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 these people don't like fossil fuels. Uh, I think secretly Biden has sort of uh, let the cat out of the bag in a sense that he wants uh, the situation to be such that uh, uh, high prices, he thinks, will make the transition. He says painful, but uh, he, they, they want windmills. You know, airplanes can run on windmills, don't you know, or solar panels. And it's absolutely destructive and, 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 and uh, bad. And the Federal Reserve has this idea, getting to John's earlier point, that the way you conquer inflation is by depressing the economy, slowing the economy, bringing on a recession. I've got news for the Fed. We discussed this in the book, Inflation. Prosperity does not cause inflation. Bad monetary policy, devaluing the dollar, printing too much money causes inflation. But unfortunately, this administration is following well-worn practices in the past of thinking that they can point the fingers at everyone but themselves. They're the ones responsible.
4: It's Richard Weinberg. I heard this uh, proposal a number of weeks ago that they wanted to raise taxes. One of the the formulas for combating inflation was Biden wanted to raise taxes. What do you think about that?
9: Well, uh, I'd like to point out that uh, 300 years ago, uh, doctors used to – bleed patients. They thought that cured patients. It helped kill George Washington, by the way, bleeding. And uh, that's what they're doing the economic equivalent today. Bleeding the patient got rid of the patient's pain and suffering because it got rid of the patient. Uh, Bleeding the economy, raising taxes will depress the economy. And that uh, hurts people the most, those with the least. So I love it. These uh, far leftists say, oh, we're tribunes of the people. We're for the people. No, they're not. They're for power for themselves, and they're hurting the very people they profess to love. Uh, Mr. Forbes, we've got,
3: we got one minute left. What, what else would you like to tell the American people about the economy? Uh, are, are we going into a recession, or are we going to stop short of going into a recession?
9: Uh, that depends on how well we do getting the message out. A recession is unnecessary. If we leave this government And the Federal Reserve to their own devices, they will put us in a recession just like they've done in the past. It's unnecessary. We can conquer these problems by booming the economy, lowering taxes, opening up North America, deregulation. Those are what worked in the past and they'll work in the future. We don't have to go through this pain.
3: Steve Forbes, I agree with you. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we stand side by side in in, uh, lowering the taxes and... And opening up North American oil will bring down oil prices and will bring down inflation. Thank you so much, and we'll catch up Thank with you. you again soon. Thank you.
9: Look forward to it. Thank you, John.
3: Thank you. And now we're going to go to uh, our deputy mayor, uh, former deputy mayor uh, George. Washington, not George. Rudy. Rudy Washington, possibly related to George. Uh, and you were supposed to investigate the fact: what the heck is going on with the the uh, food factories that have been burning down? And uh, two airplanes crashing. Two in. airplanes crashing
2: into And what have you found out? Anything it, more? Well, well, as I was telling you off air that we've now uh, destroyed 35 chickens, 35 million chickens that have. Is that cr- why eggs are like six, seven dollars yes. a dozen? And and we'll be going up more. And I guess you know those prices because of the, the business you're in. Um, I suspect we're going to see some more degrees of food shortages like we've seen with milk unfortunately because of this uh what bothers me is that i'm not seeing the 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 government really investigating uh what this is i mean when you look at the amount of, of fires and destruction of plants in 2018 and 17 it's three four plants may have fires in a year we're now up to 20 in terms of being totally burnt down um you know so Just like they took uh, one factory offline with baby milk that controlled 40% of the supply and look at what it's doing to the country. Uh, so, um, and they're really saying does. that
1: supply of milk is only going to last the 70, you know, 6 million or whatever. It's going to last only a couple of days. days, three days. So I'm getting a lot of e- hate email for Anthony Wiener. I'm sure you don't care. Welcome love to it. my world. Exactly. Um, so they said your mom's a math teacher and you're not doing the right math. She, she would be disappointed in you because a fourth, a uh, quarter of the police are on any one shift, not a third. So 168 hours a week divided by 40, he says, absolutely. Katzmetidi's plan could work, and they could put a cop on every platform.
0: Oh, there are four shifts. I thought there were three. Richard,
1: I don't know. I, don't I think know there's what three it is now
0: that's, no, that's was, what this
1: guy
3: a quarter well, three of, times eight is eight hour shifts three times eight is 24
0: yeah so sure. i i think i'm right and don't 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 impugn for ann wiener she was a great math teacher <laughs>
1: whatever <laughs> sins i have committed you can't blame her
3: it must be a captain ed uh, on, yeah.
1: no no it was a, it was a random listener <laughs> random, okay. so uh they still haven't caught the guy that killed this uh, victim daniel enriquez i wanted to bring it bring him up again the guy from the subway shooting do you know he came from Mexico? He came here to America in search of the American dream, and to be killed like this—it's such a—it's such a tragedy. It's such—it's it's it's a horrific. tragedy
4: for this poor soul. It's a tragedy for his family. It's a tragedy for our city. It's an absolute awful thing that happened. It's well, a, it's the urban nightmare. And you like know what? The
3: family—the
1: family—told Mayor Adams, "Do I want your to thank job."
4: Judge Richard Weinberg, thank you for being
3: here. Former Deputy Mayor Rudy Washington, not George, and Anthony Weiner. We want to have a poll. <laughs> De Blasio or Wiener? And let's <laughs> talk
0: the about poll the, says. Talk about the loser <laughs> poll.
1: Do you blame Anthony Wiener for eight years of hell under De Blasio? That's not the way to <laughs> Absolutely, it. yes. Vote for Wiener.
0: He'll be frank.
3: <laughs> Lydia Sorano, I thank you so much. We're glad you had a great weekend. And uh, now, what do you say? That truth, use truth. Just, truth, justice, and, and the American, American, American way. Leg. Thank you so much. God bless New York. We need a blessing, and God bless America. Thank you. What?